from the Mercy One Studio. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com, and Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Hey, well, welcome to Catholic Women Now this morning. We're so delighted that you're choosing to be with us either live right now or listening on the rebroadcast at 9 p.m. tonight or via the podcast on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Yes, and what a beautiful day it is. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. You know, <laughs> there's that meme with um, Forrest Gump with uh, Tom Hanks, you know, and uh, it goes, and just like that, it's summer. And that's how oh, it feels like. Yes. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden, just like yes. that, it's summer. Listeners, we, before we got on, we were saying, this is the day the Lord has made. <laughs> we're enjoying the sunshine and and all that comes with that That's today. That's right, we'll so. take it. So we're yeah. excited today. Our guest on the show is Rachel Balducci. She's a wife and mother, and she's done a lot of, she's written books, and she has a blog, and she's a co-host of The Gist. She's here with a new book that she has just come out called Overcommitted. Cut chaos and find balance. That is just a timeless topic for us all, isn't it? Yes. In any state of life, I think. Yes. So I'm excited to talk to her because I think this has got something for all of us today that she has some wisdom to share with us. And you know, right now through all this COVID stuff, people are going, I'm not overcommitted. But you know, it could change in the matter of a week. I'm starting to feel it starting to encrust on my time and I'm trying to fight it. I am too. And, that, and it, that's one of the blessings of this has been less you know, overcommitment. So yeah. I, I, I think this will be a I fun know, talk I'm, today. I'm re-looking at everything, yeah. too. Yeah. So. Okay, let's start with prayer. Name the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit to thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And speaking of Mary, we yes. just finished up the month of May with our yes. walk to Elizabeth's house. Did you get all your miles in? No, I didn't. It's harder than I than you think. I lost track and realized I probably needed to also be walking some Sundays. Yes. So I think I didn't quite make it this year. But I did enjoy walking when I did. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. really nice to do that. But you know, we got we had some six, uh, we had some people who made it. I to know Elizabeth's it was house. exciting, and I like some of their tips for making it because I might take them for next year. <laughs> We're going to give them a shout out because they deserve credit. And this is from the Facebook page. We um, everybody commented on our Walk with Mary Facebook page, which was a lot of fun. You guys were all great. Y'all interacted, showed your photos. <laughs> it was wonderful. We enjoyed it. But I first off, Laura Lee Chase says she says I made it to Elizabeth's house yesterday. Woohoo! I have to admit that was way harder than I thought it would be. I would get ahead of schedule, and then the next thing I knew, I was behind again. But I really enjoyed this new to me form of prayer. Oh, oh thank you, yes, Laura Lee. Yes, yes, I'm glad that worked. That was good for you. Now here's the tip from Robin Leon. She talked about the fact that she loved it, and until well, last year she had never made it, but this year she made it. She thinks the difference that um, was that she prayed the rosary along with her iPhone, listening to Catholic podcasts, and she'd actually forget how far she'd walked. Oh, I love that. Yes, yeah, I love yeah, that. I walk faster sometimes when I do that kind of thing, and I think that's I'm going to try that next year. It's a nice. It's a nice. Yeah, it's nice to do that, and then the walking's kind of the background, right? Yeah, right. You yeah. forget your breathing heavy sometimes. (laughs) So Jane Clem writes that she is thankful to her friend Joy Kirchhoff for inviting her to walk with Mary and she made 
uh, 80 miles as of May 29th, so I'm sure you went over the finish line there on May 31st. And she had done the study, Mary, a biblical walk with the Blessed Mother at St. Teresa's prior to doing this, and it just helped her with a lot more background and, and put, I think, putting her into the place of actually walking yeah. with Mary. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Jerry McGonigal said that she made it. Woohoo! But I love the fact that she's already setting a goal for next year to pray and walk with others next year. Yeah, and yeah. to continue on. Because she with did that. it alone. Yeah. I, I was impressed. And she's I'm looking for mo- walkers yeah. if anybody wants yeah. to walk. I'm not with always her. motivated to do it by myself, but I was impressed. And then a big shout out to the group. It's a group of women, <laughs> and they named themselves the Mary Smilers, which I just love. It was organized by our friend Heidi Grace. And Heidi, thank you. And I know Heidi made it. Her, yeah. and, her and her husband Steve walked a lot and prayed the rosary together. But anyway, so those, Brenda Wilkins and Mary Beth Tisdall and Carol DeBont all made the 81.4 miles. And we give a special shout out to Mary Beth Tisdall because if you go to the Facebook page, there is actual footage of her falling and tripping. <laughs> and she cut her hand so on her last walk. So Mary Beth, you get extra graces for I, that. I'm, I'm wondering if um, anybody would be willing to tell us whether or not there were any jeans that were going on a little bit better, a- any little pounds that fell off this time. Yeah, you know, walking's good exercise yep, when you power is. walk. It, it is. is. It yeah. sure is. So, well, thank you all for participating. And we will do it again next year. And hopefully next year we can gather in yeah. person and yeah. enjoy it. So. Yeah, and thank you to Cindy Schulte of Farm Bureau Financial Services for underwriting our show, Catholic Women Now. She's here to make insurance simple for you. Cindy is committed to helping you prepare for the future and protect what matters most, and she can help you through all stages of life. You can find her on the web at cindyschulte.com, or you can call her at 515-226-2111. And you are listening to Iowa Catholic Radio, and we are Catholic Women Now. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be bringing Rachel Balducci back in to tell us about her book, Overcommitted, Cutting Chaos and Finding Balance. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics. Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. There are millions of children that go hungry every day. Thank you to Skeffington's Formalware for supporting Mary's Meals. Their vision is that every child in the world should be able to receive at least one good meal every day in a place of education. Mary'sMealsUSA.org Thank you, Ashworth Vision Clinic, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365 on Iowa Catholic Radio. Ashworth Vision Clinic online at AshworthVision.com 
Ashworth Vision Clinic, 515-440-4610. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. And joined here, I'm Julie Nelson, joined with my co-host Chris Magruder. And we're excited to welcome you to, to our Catholic Women Now coffee table chat, <laughs> Rachel Balducci. She is a writer and a newspaper columnist, and her she's written a book, How Do You Tuck in a Superhero, that debuted in April of 2010. She's also a co-host of The Gist, a talk show for women on Catholic TV, and she's married to her husband, Paul, and together they have produced five sons and one daughter, and she joins us today to visit about her new book that's just been released, Overcommitted, Cut Chaos, and Find Balance. Welcome, Rachel, to Catholic Women Now. Good morning, ladies. Thank you all for having me. Rachel, you know, it's funny because you and I met back in September, I think, and I remember our whole conversation was about all the things that we'd done in the past, and I thought, what a perfect book to write about, overcommitment with the kind of life that you've had, and and you have three more kids than I do, so you have even more to talk about than I do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think business is such a relative thing, though, honestly, like, you, you know, you have the life you have, and it, it, it fills to complete the space, for sure. Yeah, you know what? It's funny because in your book, you talked about how you met a lady who had one child and how busy she felt, and then you have six, and you said it really is relative. Yeah, it really is. You know, we have we have our life, and um, and we fill the space accordingly with the things that we do. And, um, you know, I even find that now as my house is, I'm in that revolving door stage where, you know, I like Paul and I were talking the other day, and we're like, next year we could either have six kids living at home or two. I mean, that's literally, you know, and so that's how life goes. And I think, you know, when I reflect upon that and why I wrote the book was really thinking about it's not just some people are destined to be busy because, you know, circumstances, but really our mentality about how we go about our day and looking at our calendar and and what we choose to say yes to. Share with our listeners a little bit about what is the problem with overcommitment? I mean, you know, it might seem obvious, but give us your take. So my bottom line takeaway is I think that feeling overcommitted is kind of can be a universal feeling. I just feel like there are very few people I talk to who are just like, I'm looking for more things to do. I'm, you know, the pace of my life is really slow. I'm really bored. Like very few people say that. And so when I really started to pray about it in my own life, and as I started to examine why I would feel burned out in certain seasons or, you know, what was it about my life that when I felt, you know, stretched in, what was the problem there? And it was really just like a lack of intentionality, I think, with what we say yes to. And then, you know, for me, I kind of go through the book and examine um, understanding what's most important in our life, you know, really recognizing this idea of a vocation, like the thing that God is called you to do, which doesn't mean that's the only thing you do. Like if my vocation is being a mom, a wife and a mother, that I only, you know, can do things that are focused on taking care of my husband and kids. That's not the point, but it's prioritizing so that I know that's the most important thing I have going on in this season of my life. And so the other things need to fall in place behind that. And so when I have a good order, you know, with what I say yes to, um, and just ordering my day and knowing what I need to get done and first things first, then I'll have so much more peace 
as I move through my day, you know, and do the things that I want to do and that I need to do. I like that because I think sometimes we can kind of think, oh, I won't be able to do the things I want to do until my kids go off to college or until my kids leave home. But what you're saying is finding those things that bring you joy and see how you how you can balance those or fit them into your your day with your vocation, keeping your vocation more uh, priority with it. Yes. And I, you know, that's such a good point. Like, um, it is easy to think that, you know, I have to wait and do these things when my kids get older, Uh, you know, and the one part of that, I think in what we, what we learn as our kids get older is, wow, I still have, you know, time to do all of these things. And when your kids are little, I do think you kind of feel like life's passing you by. And so there's a real desire to not have that feeling, right? Like, I want to be out and I want to do stuff that's more exciting than changing these dirty diapers. The whole idea of FOMO, fear of missing out kind of thing. (laughs) Totally. You know, and I feel so strongly that women can do it all, um, but they can do it all at the same time, you know. And, And maybe that means you really can do it a lot of, we can't do it all, but, you know, the things that we want to do and the things that we need to do, um, you know, maybe we can't do it all this week or this month or even this year. And so the first thing is really recognizing what season you're in. And, you know, I talk about some lessons that I've learned along the way of, you know, when I start to get too involved and it's not the right time, the fruit is not good for me. And then if I kind of can sit back and, you know, ultimately really trust that the Lord has a plan for my life, that it's, you know, I can really say, you know, divine mercy, Jesus, I trust in you, give these plans to him, and then sit and watch doors open, there is so much more peace in operating that way instead out of a fear of missing out or a fear of, you know, life passing you by. Well, I think so you there's hit, really time for it. I think you hit on a big point about life passing you by, because I remember feeling that when my kids were little. It's like this was going to last forever. And I like <laughs> your idea of trust. So I want to know a little bit about how you calendar. I mean, it looks like you, by your book, and what, I followed you a little bit on uh, Instagram, you're a big calendar. I mean, you make this a, you pick the right calendar for the year, and you take time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so funny. And I'll love, I'll have to tell my sister-in-law that we talked about this, because we actually start to have conversations several months in advance, like, what are you thinking? What, you know, having said that, I'm not, um, I feel like I'm the people, a people's calendar, as opposed to, you know, there are people out there who have like color coded systems and charts. And I think that's awesome. I'm like a less is more approach. But I do think there's so much, you know, I, I get so much out of writing things down and really having a plan for the day and for the week. As much as I can. And I, you know, a lot of times if you try to do too much, you can freak yourself out with like trying to have a to the minute schedule for yourself a week in advance, you know. But yeah, like for me, kind of knowing, okay, this is what tomorrow is going to look like. So I, you know, I need to already kind of have a sense of maybe what dinner is going to be, you know, as best as I can. And then in general, where do I need to go? What do we need to get done? You know, just so that you don't feel like, one, that you're just shooting from the hip all the time. And we all have times like that, you know, where life just has gotten super busy. We haven't had a chance to catch our breath, and that's the level that we're living at. Um, but you can only do that for so long before you, you do just feel absolutely burned out. And it, the fruit of that is not good. And your calendar, I love, is also prioritized based on your values. And you talked about God first, family second. You know, I mean, I, I liked the way you... Your calendar is prioritized based on that. That, to me, you know, that, it's funny because I have 
a color-coded calendar, and it helps me, and I try to have those similar priorities. It helps me to, one, check it off. I love I love checking things off at the end of the day. <laughs> but yes. it does help me to see, am I going in the right direction? You know, am I... And from from little things like you were saying, what's happening for dinner to what am I doing as, you know, service in my life? Am I giving enough time to my family? Am I giving, you know, enough time to my God? Yeah. And and make, giving time to your God, I think, to God is just the heart of the whole book. You know, and I joke about this a little bit because last year I had another book come out called Make My Life Simple. And it's a, a kind of a similar theme, but ultimately, you know, my takeaway for both of these books is holiness will solve all of your problems. And I remember when my parish priest said that to me and feeling like that was such a oversimplification and kind of ridiculous. And then as I started to really think about it and focus on it, it's so true. Like if we put God at the center of everything we do and we take time for prayer, like make that our priority, even if we can't make it the very first thing we do in the day, like, you know, I labored under this false assumption that it had to be like me, you know, because Scripture says that they rose early and spent time in prayer. Um, and if that doesn't work for you, it's okay. But, you know, have a sense of when you're going to have some quiet time. Because the more we focus on being tuned in to what God wants for us, ask the Holy Spirit to guide us, celebrate Pentecost, you know, um, the, really the more order we have, even at the level of God starting to show us you know, how to get this order, what the priorities are, and again, ultimately, trusting in his will for us. Like, well, and if don't you're, say yes. Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, I was going to say, if you're asking him, then you're also looking for his answer, usually. So, hey, Rachel, we are um, in need of taking a quick break, and you're listening to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio. We will be back talking with Rachel Balducci about her book after the break. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment, whether it's in the classroom or at home. Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. There are millions of children that go hungry every day. Thank you to Skeffington's Formalware for supporting Mary's Meals. Their vision is that every child in the world should be able to receive at least one good meal every day in a place of education. Mary'sMealsUSA.org Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by the Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred, double D, Haas, double A, FredHaas.com Thank you, Ashworth Vision Clinic, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365 on Iowa Catholic Radio. Ashworth Vision Clinic online at ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic, 515-440-4610. 
Thank you, Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, for sponsoring my show. John Lee and Eddie in the Morning on Iowa Catholic Radio. Golden Rule, servicing Des Moines for over 15 years. They obey the rules to live by, especially the Golden Rule. Online at goldenrulephc.com. Well, welcome back. This is Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio, and we're visiting with our guest today, Rachel Balducci, about her book, Overcommitted, Cut Chaos and Find Balance. And right before the break, Rachel, you were talking about how you set up your calendar and calendaring and such. And so one of the things that you mentioned in your book that Chris and I are very intrigued with is you talk about the importance of Sabbath rest. And we're kind of curious, how did you figure that out in your life, and, and how did it change your family life when you, did, when you started to implement that in your life? It's such a game-changer to me to recognize that we have this, you know, God-given, built-in day of rest in the week. Um, and, and when Paul and I, you know, we've kind of always done it, but we had to start fighting for it a little harder as our kids got older and we had more going on. I grew up doing that, just something my mom and dad did, um, where we would have what we called a Lord's Day meal on Saturday night, where we would welcome the Sabbath and take some time to um, thank God for his blessings and, you know, just kind of welcome the Sabbath. And so, you know, Paul and I have tried to do that the best we can. I say always. We've always recognized it, but haven't done it every single Saturday through all of our years of marriage. But, you know, it, it just makes such um, a difference to recognize that day as something different from all the other days. So that's the day that even as our boys are getting bigger, we still make an effort to do something like take a hike together or, you know, have some kind of family meal um, that recognizes the gift of family, the gift of slowing down, and just setting this this time aside, not just to sit and read the Bible all day. Like, that's not the point of it. It's really you know, a reset for us because we dive back into the work week, back into the busyness of the week. And and that's a gift, you know, having lots to do is a gift. I call it the abundant life. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's wonderful to have so many things going on, but we really can't live that pace all the time without catching our breath. And Sunday's such a, a great time to do that. Well, and you also talked about even during the middle of the week, taking a Sabbath moment. Tell our listeners what that looks like. You know, really just, again, stopping and having that intentionality of, um, you know, just not getting caught up in the pace. And I think that that's really just the heart of the whole book and the whole idea of not being overcommitted is not living our life on this automatic, you know, we're just swept up in the tide of what's going on around us, what everybody else is doing, but recognizing, you know, taking those hard stops and just catching our breath before we kind of move forward. And I think somewhere somewhere in all that, the heart of that is understanding that that's okay with God, and that is part of God's plan for us. And yeah, it, it, yes. And being comfortable with that. It's a healthy thing to do, it's, definitely. It's, it's a healthy thing. For our souls and our bodies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, amen. I mean, it's right there in the, the Bible on the seventh day God rested, and, mm-hmm. you know, he wants that for us, too, to, mm. to not live at this pace where, you know, and I kind of talked about this in the book too, like this season where I realized that I was kind of doing so many quote unquote good things. I was serving, I was teaching, I was, you know, a very active mom. And I was waking up every day just kind of wishing the day was already over. Like that is not God's plan for us. You know, even though all the things I was doing were quite noble, um, it, you know, I never bothered to see what God would have me do. And I was so busy just 
so sure that I knew what his plan was because all these things were really excellent things, right? So surely he would want me to do all of these things. And we have to be willing to stop and see what it is God wants for us to do and like really rest in that assurance. Absolutely. You know what? I had a friend years ago give me some wise advice, just like what you're saying. And because I was talking about how I had all these things and I was sure that they were of God, you know, kind of thing. And she said, you know what? There can be a lot of good things to do, but which one are you called to? I will never Mm -hmm. forget those words. Which one are you called to? And I think that kind of ties back into understanding where your gifts lie Mm -hmm. and applying your gifts to those things too that Mm -hmm. come before us. Well, we have about yeah. two minutes left, Rachel. We'd love for you to kind of tell us a little bit about how your book is broken up. We, we love how, you know, at the end of each chapter, you have a reflection points and a prayer, um, moments of grace, three tips. I, I love that. That kind yeah. of summarizes what your chapters say. Yeah. Yeah. So the book is, um, it kind of moves through sort of practical tips, but the spiritual as well, because I am just finding as I move through life, so much of the practical is tied into the spiritual. So every chapter kind of focuses on, you know, the, the practical side of maybe what the heart of the issue is, how to move through this issue, where our mentality needs to be, some practical tips, but then also kind of moving through prayer and infusing that in all these parts of our day. You know, not just me spending time in prayer, but how can I have prayer if I have little kids? You know, I want to have family prayer. What can that look like? And I, I have some great tips because I have five sons and family prayer used to be like a three-ring circus, but we still did it. We just have to have lowered expectations, you know? Uh, so I kind of talk about that too. And then just different prayers that I have found that have just really meant so much to me um, that I wanted to share with the reader. Mm. Yes, you have some beautiful prayers there. Well, Rachel, we are um, out of time here. It happened so quickly. We want to thank you so much for joining us on Catholic Women Now. Rachel Balducci, author of Overcommitted, Cutting Chaos, Chaos and Finding Balance. And you can get that at, I check out our local Catholic bookstore, Divine Treasures. Amen. All right. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. God bless you. Thank you, ladies, for having me. God bless you. Thank you. Well, Catholic Women Now is grateful for the support of Fred Haas Law Offices. Fred, Mr. Haas, provides excellent legal counsel for those who've suffered an injury by accident. Fred Haas is found online, Fred, double D, Haas, double A, FredHaas.com. Well, you're listening to Iowa Catholic Radio, and the Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is coming up next at 930, uh, yeah, 9.30 a.m., and again, it'll be at 9.30 p.m., so stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening, and we ask that you please consider making a $30 a month tax-deductible gift to Iowa Catholic Radio as we continue to teach, evangelize, and defend our Catholic faith. Should we give a quick little prayer? Yes, sir. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we just ask you to come into our day, and we welcome you here each and every minute of our day, and help us to guide us in our day and our intentionality, and that all that we do is for your glory and for your will. Amen. Name the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you, today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. On the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. Now.
1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM, and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app, Iowa Catholic Radio.